You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Welcome to today's podcast, boys and girls. This is your favorite sports podcast host, John Blahos. In today's episode, we're talking ankle injuries and basketball. We're covering topics such as ankle injury prevalence within the sport of basketball, famous ankle injuries in the NBA, how these injuries have affected players and their teams, and we're going to talk about how ankle injuries have shaped and changed the sport of basketball itself. Sitting here to my left is the ever-insightful basketball aficionado, Mr. Aideen Dianat. He'll be chiming in during today's podcast to provide some insight from his own illustrious career within the sport of basketball. Uh, thank you for your warm introduction, John. I'm very excited to be here with you today. All right. Well, today we'll start with some basics to make sure that you non-doctors tuning in, including Aideen here, can follow along. <laughs> when it comes to the true ankle joint, there are three main bones. First, you have the tibia, which forms the inside or medial portion of the ankle, the fibula, which forms the outside or lateral portion of the ankle, and the talus, which is underneath these two bones and connects them to the rest of the foot. This true ankle joint is responsible for the up and down motion of the foot. Well, beneath the true ankle joint is the second part of the ankle, the subtalar joint, which consists of the talus on the top of the uh, on the top and the calcaneus on the bottom. This joint is what allows side-to-side motion of the foot. Now, an important aspect of the anatomy of the ankle are the ligaments. Uh, What's important about ligaments is that they are connective tissues that connect bones to other bones to form these joints. Their main physiological responsibility is to help provide stability to these joints. These, along with the muscles and tendons of your lower leg, work together to handle the stress your ankle endures as you walk, run, and jump. One of the most common ankle injuries in basketball is the ankle sprain, which occurs when the strong ligaments that support the ankle stretch beyond their limits and in some cases tear. So why are uh, ankle sprains common in basketball? Well, there's two main reasons. First, basketball is a sport that uh, involves a lot of explosive side-to-side movements, and this increases the likelihood of twisting, inversion, and eversion of the foot. Secondly, Due to the amount of jumping in basketball, it's not uncommon to land on an opponent's foot. Uh, Aideen, why don't you give us a specific example from the NBA? For sure. So Kawhi Leonard, one of the best basketball players in the world, uh, twisted his ankle twice in game against the Golden State Warriors in uh, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, First, he accidentally stepped on the foot of a teammate while he was going back on defense. And then when they got him out, the team doctors quickly examined him and let him go and get back into the game. A few minutes later, he landed on Zaza Pachulia's foot on the exact same foot and twisted his ankle again. So returning to activity before the injured ligaments of the ankle have fully healed may cause them to heal in a stretched position, resulting in less stability of the ankle joint. Ankle sprains are classified on a scale of 1 to 3, depending on the amount of damage or the number of ligaments that are damaged. So a grade 1 sprain is defined as mild damage to the ligament without affecting the stability of the joint. A grade 2 sprain is considered a partial tear of the ligament, 
uh, in which it's stretched to the point that it becomes loose. And finally, a grade three sprain is a complete tear of a ligament. And this definitely causes instability in the joint. Yeah. So in professional basketball, uh, a very in- contributing factor to, in- to increased risk of ankle sprain is returning to action too early. Players are, are under a lot of pressure to perform, and it's uh, not uncommon for them to return before they are ready or to play injured. I'll give you a very uh, recent example, which was uh, Kevin Durant getting back on court uh, earlier than expected a few days ago at the NBA Finals, although it was not an ankle sprain, it was an Achilles. So, Aideen, how has the prevalence of ankle injuries in the NBA changed the game itself? Well, last season in the NBA, a rule change was introduced to address reckless closeout. Reckless closeout are when a defender advances toward a shooter trying to disrupt his shot. A result of the rule change, referees can now judge if a defender foot placement was reckless. If they think it's the, that's the case, they can punish the defender more severely with a flagrant foul. Yeah, so this rule was a direct result of uh, the Kawhi Leonard injury that we spoke about earlier. It's actually called the Zaza rule, uh, named after Zaza Pachulia. And what Zaza did was he stepped under Kawhi Leonard, causing this ankle injury. The, the goal of this rule change is to stop defenders from stepping in a shooter's landing area or landing space. Uh, this is a play that has resulted in many ankle injuries. And by implementing this rule, they're hoping to get rid of this play altogether. Uh, fortunately for us today, we have Zaza himself to talk more about this rule change. So hello Zaza, and thanks for being on the show today. A lot of people are saying that you intentionally put your foot directly under Kawhi Leonard so that he would get injured. Is that true? No chance, man. I respect Kawhi as a player, and I've had injuries myself. I would never intentionally try to injure a a fellow competitor. So how is this rule going to affect the way that you play defense moving forward? Well, this rule will will not let me get as close uh, to the players as as I want to. And it's going to be easier for them to take open shots. They're probably going to sing more baskets as a result. Now, are on the other side of the ball, are offensive players doing anything differently now as a result of this rule change? Well, all of these players who play in the league, they're very smart. They try to uh, draw more frequent fouls by jumping forward when they shoot rather than just going straight up and down. This increases the landing area and makes it even more difficult for defenders to guard them and, and block their shots. Zaza, thanks for joining us, but it's time to bring back our expert, Aideen, just to finish off today's podcast. So, Aideen, did you know that mild sprains can often be treated at home and they'll heal on their own sometimes? In addition to this, mild exercise may help speed recovery after resting for a period of one or two days. Gentle exercise is good for blood flow and can help speed up the healing process. Right, so, nice. Uh, nice to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell us about... Uh, the prevalence of ankle injuries in the NBA? Well, last season in the NBA, there were 112 ankle injuries between 75 players. Just to give you some perspective, there are only about 450 players in the entire league. So that accounts about 50% of them. And 16% of these 75 players returned to play in the same game in which they injured their ankle. Let me go on one step further. Last season, the Atlanta Hawks had 11 separate ankle injuries in the 2017-18 season between seven different players. Four of these uh, seven players missed the rest of the season following their ankle injury. Ankle injuries in basketball. Unfortunately, they seem to go together quite well. Yeah. Well, folks, unfortunately, we're out of time and we'll try and do better next time. My name's John Blahos. And I'm Aydin Dianat. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. Thanks for listening. 
If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.